0: anything that I go about doing in my life, spiritual or whatever it is, physical, anything like that, I got to see measurable results through reasonable labor in a reasonable period of time or else my temptation is to quit. Y'all with me? Anybody like me? Okay. Women are like that too. Men and women, we're the same. Who likes to think that they're beating their head against the wall and expecting some kind of result? And, you know... A lot of y'all don't know me real well, so I'm just going to be honest with you and and we're going to trust each other this morning. Sometimes my prayer life is like that. My prayer life says, you know, sometimes I'm praying a lot, praying consistently, sticking with it, and I'm seeing results. And then I can point to other times, lots of other times, where my prayer life's kind of down here. I don't pray that much. I kind of throw them up every now and again. Usually, you know, I pray to God daily, but you know, there's a difference between praying to God and just sort of acknowledging Him as you (laughs) go about your business, you know. I try to spend a little time every day. We're we're actually sort of required to here as a staff, you know. But you know, there are times in my prayer life where I'm down here. Well what, what happened from up here to down here? Well, usually for me, I didn't get an answer I was looking for. And I get disappointed. And I get discouraged. I don't get the results. I don't want to do it. Now, it's strange that we could go like this. Does anybody else ride the prayer roller coaster at all? How about some of us out here? How about uh, dads? Let's take husbands and dads for a second. Let's say you're praying for that job, that one particular job, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you do that better than any man on earth. You're the man for the job. And you pray and you seek God and your heart is pure to care for your family and for whatever reason, that other dude got the job. Or what about uh, moms? The best prayers in the world. Most consistent, persistent prayers in the world are moms praying for their kids. Some of you with older kids in here. You ever experienced this where you pray as a mom with a pure heart seeking God that he would Take care of your kid. Don't let them get off on the wrong path. Raise them up so that they walk with Jesus instead of walking away. And they went ahead and made stupid decisions anyway. (laughs) Or you pray for their protection and they went off and did dumb things anyway. What about, you know, as 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 a young person, as a young person, I remember specifically praying for this certain girl. I can't even remember her name now, but... At the time, she was the whole world to go to homecoming with me. Do, we, do they have homecoming here? Okay. All right. So there was this one girl I wanted to go to homecoming with, and I prayed, and I sought God, and I looked, and I searched. I really sought to I asked. And uh, she wouldn't give me the time of day. I had to go with my brother's girlfriend. That's kind of like going with your cousin or something. It's just, a, it's just humiliating, you know. And it was just awful. But see, I, we ask. I don't want to say we don't get what we ask for, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> is anybody with me on that, or am I really making you angry? Can you believe? I believe God is faithful, but sometimes he, it just seems like he doesn't come through. Is anybody with me? <laughs> okay, <laughs> he just says no. No, Right? Well, I hate that. I hate that. Because this Bible that I believe and hold to with all my heart tells me I'm supposed to keep praying, but then I'm not going to get the results I want. It ain't going to happen for me. Now, let me ask you something. Because I know people who pray. One of them is my wife. She's sitting right here. Right? I know people who pray and... Stuff just happens. We, we got uh, those prayer letters in the mail from K2 about six months ago. We did a series on the Lord's Prayer. Y'all remember that? And we did Give Us This Day and we all wrote down our prayer requests. We got them back this week. Whoever did that, you the bomb. That's awesome. We got them back. I opened up my envelope of my five prayer requests that I had prayed for. I'm not going to say I prayed for them for six months, but I did pray. You know how many I got? Boo! My wife had written 10 down. She got 5 out of 10 and she was discouraged. And then the next day, she went and searched all out all her other prayer journals and places where she'd written her prayer requests down. And one thing after another, she was all excited the next day, just kind of rubbing my nose in it. Well, it felt like it anyway, you know. Because God was just coming through. Now, that's what I don't understand. And this is what I got to know about prayer because if prayer is supposed to change the world, I got to know is God looking for us? A certain kind of prayer? Some people pray, they get it, what they need a lot. Others pray, they get zero out of five. Did I do something wrong? I mean, I know m- my wife is a wonderful woman, but you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. <laughs> I do all right. <laughs> Is God looking... This is a really scary thought. Is God looking for a certain kind of prayer? Does He prefer my wife over me? I don't know if I can live with that. Is there a trick? Is there a certain formula or a way of praying where I can not only get my request answered, but I can enjoy my prayer life more? Any of you in here like me... You go to pray, and it just feels like those things are just bouncing off the ceiling sometimes. And you walk away going, "Did I just waste my time? What is prayer for? If I don't feel like I like it's exciting, or or maybe I don't always know how to pray, and or I feel like it's boring, or I'm easily distracted, am I wasting my time? Is prayer just some kind of uh, tool for an odd comfort? Because I prefer to watch a movie." If I need a little comfort, I, if I need a little peace, I prefer sit me down in front of a man, move me and, le- man move me and leave me alone for a couple hours. I'll be a better man for it. But this says keep praying. So what's the trick? There's got to be a trick to it. I mean, is, is God like, you know, maybe like the Pillsbury Doughboy or something? If you just tickle him just right, does he go, woohoo? and give you what you want give you a cookie what I don't get it how how can we go about praying in such a way that we not only are getting what we need getting what we ask for but it's more fun it's not just a religious exercise it's something alive it's something vibrant it's something I want to do instead of have to do Fortunately for us, Jesus did not leave us without advice on this. And if uh, you look in, if you brought your Bibles, if you look in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to continue on where we have been studying. Jesus is given one of his most famous talks, the, the Sermon on the Mount. And he, he tells us, the people that are listening, he tells them this, and I had this printed out in the New Living Translation. He said, this is Jesus talking. He says, and now about prayer. I'm getting ready to give you some advice. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I assure you, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray... See, I I love that. In another version of the scripture, it says, But you, when you pray... So Jesus is kind of like pointing the finger at his people now. It's kind of like... how how we are with our kids sometimes. Those of of you who have kids, your kid gets in trouble, he comes to you, he says, but Dawson did the same thing. And you say, I'm not talking to Dawson, I'm talking to you. So here's Jesus, he's kind of saying, I'm not talking to them, the hypocrites, the actors as we learned last week. I'm not talking to the actors, now I'm talking to you. My people, my world changing people, you're going to change the world when you pray don't be like them. Go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father secretly. Then your father, who know, this is a scary verse, who knows all secrets will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered only by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. Because your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Now, as I read this passage, I still got the same question in my head. Is there a certain kind of prayer God is looking for so that I can have a more rewarding prayer life and I can get answers? And I think it's in here. As I read this, I really believe there's a certain kind of prayer he's looking for. Now, as Jesus does so many times, he tells us what not to do first. In verse 5 it says, And now about prayer, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see. Now, you've you got to get the picture here. It, it, back then it wasn't like it is today. Back then he's talking to Jewish people, people of the Jewish faith, the leaders. And he says, don't be like them because in the Jewish faith back then, they had three specific times of day they had to go pray. It was like 9 o'clock and noon and 3 o'clock. And so what these leaders would do, this is, this is just diabolical here. What they would do is they would plot out their journey. Let's say they, they, they had a, a to-do list that day, a honey-do list. And one was to go to like, uh, I don't know, Issachar's lamb and loin shop and buy like a pound of lamb for the missus or something. So they think in their head, okay, so Issachar's lamb and loin shop is at the corner of like Levi and Malachi. Right? Okay, Levi and Malachi is such and such a distance away. But you know what? If I take a certain route, I can get, I can get there by the busiest roads, the widest roads, And I can arrive at the corner of the widest roads where most of the people would be. And notice, they can arrive at a corner. So there's a road going here, traffic going to and fro. A road going here, traffic going to and fro. If you're standing right here, you get two ways traffic, more people. And so they would plot it out and say, okay, it takes me... four or five minutes to go such and such a distance and then issachar's lamb and loin is such and such a distance so i'll plot it out i'll leave it at such and such a time so i can arrive at the corner of levi and malachi and it'll be prayer time so here they go they're on their journey they're watching the sun 258 259 three o'clock i'm here time to pray and they make a big noise. Oh, I've got to pray. It was never the intent. But that's the way they did it. I've got, it's time to pray because I'm a, I'm a good spiritual man. So now I kneel and I pray. Or I stand and I pray. Oh, most holy of God, with the wrathfulness and the vengeance and the hey, hey, hey. And they start. And Jesus is saying, don't be like them. Now, i got a question. That was way back then. We don't do that kind of thing, do we? Because if we go out there and I see somebody praying out on the corner real loud, I think one of a couple things. They've had a couple of drinks or they're touched in the head somehow. And I tend to... I don't think of them as religious people. And we don't do that. We don't go out... We don't... Because Jesus is not saying here, don't pray in public because if he is k2 is in big trouble because we pray in public every week and he's not even saying don't pray to encourage people or for the people around you because i could show you a verse in here and i won't where he's he's praying and he says to god i'm not praying this for myself i'm praying this for my brothers here to encourage them so what's he saying it seems like he's in a situation where he's confronting a culture where they're all about the people around them. Their exercise is about the people. It's kind of a we game with them. They go on the corner and we're here. We're praying. We're proud. It's a we kind of a, pr- I call it we prayer. It's a we prayer. And Jesus is saying, don't do we prayer. I have a buddy, um, actually shannon and i we met this couple shortly after we moved here they're a great couple they got a couple of kids and their kids love our kids and we love them and they love us so two new year's eves ago i think it was two we invited them over to spend new year's eve with us and we this isn't as weird as it sounds but we were uh we were having like a slumber party (laughs) okay you all just got to trust me all right i know you don't know me but (laughs) relax All right, so it was it was it was fun, man. We put on our pajamas. We sent the kids upstairs, and so here's four grown adults in their pajamas downstairs, kicking back. And my buddy he brought a Wii game over. How many in here got a Wii? Raise your hand. Okay, okay, you cheer. But when I first saw this game, I I just really wasn't that impressed, you know, because the graphics. My PS2 has got better graphics in a lot of cases, you know. And so when he said he's bringing his Wii over and said it was so much fun, I was like, yeah, whatever, okay. But he, you know, we, we each had one of these controllers, right? So we're playing the sports games in Wii. There's like baseball and bowling and all this stuff. And so we're playing. And he was right. It was fun, man. This is my first time playing, and I'm, I'm going for it. And we were having a good time. And if you look, see the people that market the Wii? Geniuses geniuses because what do they call it the we what are they tapping into there they're tapping into the ache that all of us have for community see this is you never if you look at the the advertising and stuff for the we you never see a lone overweight child eating potato chips playing the we sitting on the couch you never see that it's always three or four people sitting in a room they're like and they're having the time of their life. Ha, 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 And so it's not, it's just, it's we, we're together. And it's also we. And so me and my buddy Scott and his wife and my wife, we're just, we, we're having a great time. But there's a, there's a dark side to the we. The we has a very, very sinister, dark thing. And it doesn't come, it doesn't it show up and creeps up on you later. See, because my buddy and I, we were playing this bowling game, right? So I'm watching him. I have never played before, so he... So I promise you, before God, I was doing exactly what he was doing. I watched him. I patterned myself. He would do it, strike. I would do it, gutter. He would do it, strike. I would do it, three pins fall. Then he started, he started messing with me. And see, that gets irritating when people do that. And he started, you know. And I'd, I'd be like, three, two, one, got killed. Now, look, I'm a musician. I'm not a sports guy, but doggone it. This is video game sports. I should be able to do some of this. But he just stomped me in the ground. And the darkness crept in. See, the dark side of we, because it gets very competitive. It gets very... You start even maybe resenting people that are better than you. And see, that's what these guys were doing. It it became a competitive thing. When they went to pray, this is we prayer. We're here. And I'm praying better than you. Now we don't. We don't do that, do we? You know, one time, and I'm going to confess, so everybody just breathe and trust me, all right? One time I got invited on this missions trip to the Ukraine, and uh, this guy brought me in. They bought me a ticket. It was, it, it was crazy. I spent a lot of money, and they brought me in to, to speak and to play and all this stuff, and, and we went around to all these churches, and I was so scared, because I was in the Ukraine, I didn't know the language. The areas we were in were kind of rough, and I'm sort of a nice suburban, clean kind of guy, you know, keep things clean and safe and surrounded with police. And, and this was a really sort of edgy kind of, and I, I, I started to feel like, man, water's above my head. I'm in some real trouble here. And so they gave me a room to pray in and so uh, not to pray in to stay in. But I used it to pray in, because I was desperate. And so I'm I'm down by my bed and I'm praying and I'm I'm sort of in agony cuz I'm scared and I don't know what's going to happen and all this stuff. And then I'm praying to God and it's me and God and then all of a sudden I hear like footsteps outside the door. They're up. They're walking around. They're cooking. They're doing And I kid you not, man, my voice raised just a little bit. My inflection changed just a little bit. Because I in my heart, somewhere in some deep, dark place, I wanted them to know that they'd gotten the right guy for the job. He was a real prayer. He sought God and depended on God. He's a real spiritual guy. And it worked. It worked. Jesus said, they have their reward in full. You do we praying, there is a reward. It worked, because the next day he said to me, boy, it sounded like you were really having a party last night. I said, well, I really was. You know? But what Jesus is saying is if you want to pray in such a way as to have more success in your prayer life, it's not about the people around you. It's not about what the person next to you thinks. It's not even about what people you love think. Sometimes I pray and hope that my wife will I'll pray in bed beside her or whatever. i hope she'll wake up. Sometimes. Because I want her to know she didn't make a horrible, awful mistake by marrying me. You know. But it's not even about her, much as I love her. It's not about our kids. How many got kids in here and want their kids to grow up praying? <laughs> That'd be me. Okay. Let's teach them to pray. But this time when we pray, when we pray to God, it's about us and him, I'm not about them. So there's the we. I like the we. But you know what I like more? There's a piece of technology that I just think is the greatest thing. It's the stuff. Raise your hand if you've got an iPod, iPhone, iTouch, something like that. All right, lots of people, because this is the best stuff ever. My buddy just bought me an iPod Touch for my birthday. My life has changed. Things were bad now. Now they're great. I mean, it's the best thing. I didn't bring it because I didn't want to defile it at all, right? I want to keep it to myself. But see, those people, as as sharp as the we people are that are selling us the we, the people that are selling us the I stuff are twice as sharp because they're tapping into, they're tricking us now, they're tapping into basic human selfishness. Look at the name. iPod. It's an eye touch. My eye touch, it's got a little, <laughs> this is so funny, it's got a little slider on there. Right? And it says, slide to unlock. So I'm thinking, when I first got them, is there a fingerprint or something? Is it catching my fingerprint? Because it's, it's mine, and it's my? Can I slide it and unlock Oh no. <laughs> Anybody could slide it and unlock it. <laughs> you could just, anybody but it tricks you it's trying to all the time communicating this is yours this is about me it's i it's an eye touch you can't touch i touch <laughs> right this isn't your pod this is i pod well jesus is talking about a kind of prayer that's kind of like that in this same passage in verse seven it says When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered only by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them because your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. You kind of got to read between the lines here. And again, you got to look back to who he was talking to. Because back then, if you weren't Jewish, more than likely you believed in a whole lot of gods. In fact, it got pretty crazy. There was like probably a god of the grass, and a god of the sky, and a god of the water, and a god of household implements. And so if you were a, a person who believed like this back then, and you had to go get water from the well... You'd take your bucket, and you'd start to pray. Oh, Jimmy, God of the bucket. Bless me, oh, most holy Jimmy. With a successful water trip, and you'd walk across the grass. Oh, Steve, God of the grass. And see, the thing about it is, is that their gods, they viewed them like they were busy. Their gods could be irritated, easily irritated. Their gods didn't put the concerns of their people first. They had personal interests, their own interests that they were more interested in And so the trick was, if you believe this kind of way, was to, in essence, manipulate these gods into paying you attention. And then they would give you what you want. So you'd start, they had different names for them. And if they were eloquent enough, and if they were sharp enough, in the way they called on their gods, their gods would be like, I don't know, out on a date or something. And then they'd hear this beautiful, eloquent Phrase, oh Steve, God of the grass, oh great green one, oh mighty Stephen, God of the blade of grass, and whoop, whoop, whoop. And they get their attention and then they give them what they needed, a safe trip to the well. And Jesus is saying, hey, don't Babylon like them, saying those different names over and over. What's he really saying? What's he saying to you and me? Because Nobody in here believes like that, I don't think. What's he saying? Don't try to manipulate your God. See, you know what's tricky about being a a, a Jesus chaser, a Jesus follower? Our God is it. He's According to our belief, he rules everything. The grass, the water, the bucket... The hand that carries the bucket, the river where the water came from, he owns it all. And he can't be manipulated. He can't be impressed. (laughs) Have you ever caught yourself? Because I have. Have you ever caught yourself in your in your personal prayer life? Have you ever caught yourself trying to trying to impress God? Just it's ever so subtle. And it's so dangerous and so dark at the same time. I'll impress him. My flowery words. I call that I prayer. There's we prayer and there's I prayer. In I prayer, we also, how many are like me? Sometimes when you go to pray, you got a list of requests as long as your arm and they they're weighing heavy on you and so you go into prayer and you just me i i i give me give me feed me see more right give me give me give me give me give me but see you know what's different about the god that we chase around a lot of us in here he's got an agenda he has some things he would like to accomplish see your prayer time with him is personal to him. It's person to person. It's not about him just giving us what we need, think we need and what we want. He wants to use us in prayer to accomplish what he wants to do. He's got a plan. He's got some people he wants to help. He's got some things that touch his heart and that he loves. And he's got some things that he doesn't love. Now, I don't know about you, but one of my biggest temptations when I go to pray to this God is to forget that I should be just as interested in His agenda as I am in my own when I pray. So that's I prayer. There's we prayer and there's I prayer, but there's a kind of prayer then that changes the world. There's a kind of prayer that we should be involved in. And Jesus, again, teaches about it, but it's kind of subtle. You've got to read between the lines. Verse 6 of that same passage, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father secretly. Then your Father, who knows all secrets, will reward you you got to read between the lines there there's something there especially when you look at the word secret think of the relationships in your life people there's people you have a certain level of relationship with you share some things with and you keep some things hidden then there's other people you share more with and you might just hide one or two things you share your secrets I'm married, so I share my secrets with my wife. My wife knows my secrets because we have that kind of relationship that allows for that. Now, if I went to my buddy, Mark D'Amaglio, although he's my friend, my good friend, and I shared some stuff that my wife knows, he'd probably run, right? Or tell on me or something. See, this kind of prayer is what I like to call us prayer. Us prayer, that's the stuff God's looking for. To whatever level I'm dissatisfied in my prayer life, either with no answers coming or not enough answers coming, or it's dry and it's boring and it's frustrating, to whatever level that is going on, it's because I'm not engaging in us prayer. Now what is us prayer? Us prayer assumes that when I go to God and I pray it is a two-way street. He shares his secrets and I share mine. He has his agenda and I have mine. And wherever those match I get my answer. He has things that he's concerned about and I have mine. I give him my time and he gives me his. I give him gut level honesty and he gives the same to me. I hide nothing from him and he hides nothing from me to the level that I can stand it as, a, as just a, a dude. Us prayer assumes an intimacy. Us prayer is about a relationship. Us prayer... Is a whole lot more fun. Now, this is an interesting thing about us prayer. It's scary. It's scary. I could show you a passage in here where Moses, who God called his friend, how'd you like that title? I'm a friend of God. He's my friend. God calls Moses his friend. Moses is having a hard time. God sends Moses to save these people. Everything goes to junk. Stuff's going bad right out of the gate. Moses gets angry. He goes back to God. You're letting me down. You're letting me down. Now see, we might call that a sin. Accusing God of wrongdoing. But Moses was an us prayer. He knew it was gut level honesty. You hide nothing back. You tell him your feelings and he can take it. I don't know when's the last time we prayed like that. Some of you are good at that. It scares me a little bit. I want to keep my distance a little bit. Because if I start to engage God gut to gut in prayer, holding nothing back, talking about what's important to me and allowing Him, if you'll allow me to say this, to speak about what's important to Him. I start to engage God that way. It gets pretty scary. You have to make yourself vulnerable. You have to trust Him. Tricky part though, Us prayer, rather than we prayer or I prayer, as I believe it is the only prayer that changes anything. This is about change your world. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's hard for me to think about changing the world when I need to change my wallet. Now, I could go to God with a list of things about my checking account or whatever, But I'm an us prayer. At least I try to be. So I assume there's a two-way street. And I go to God bare bones honest. Us prayer is continual. It's so interesting. You know, sometimes uh, my wife and I will sit down and we'll watch a movie or something. And, and, you know, if you really know somebody, if you're an us, you don't always got to say stuff. You know, when we first went out, it was... Okay, I'm thinking in my head, I'm calculating as I'm trying to charm her, you know. What can I ask her next? What can I do? What do I say? Right? Now, we're married. So we sit. And I mean that in a good way, y'all. Single people, don't get scared. It's a beautiful thing, all right? We sit. Then she says something. What do you want to eat? pizza sounds good what kind you want pepperoni get in there and make it woman (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding i'm totally joking (laughs) i make pizza too (laughs) all right but the beauty about being in us is not that i send her off to make pizza the beauty about she and i being in us is that silence is just as comfortable It's just as comfortable. Now wouldn't that be cool if we had that kind of relationship with God where we go to God and even though we've got concerns, we just sit. We're silent. Maybe God has something to say. I think that's the kind of prayer that changes the world. But then I think about all those things I have. Maybe you're thinking about all the problems you have. You need God. You need to get God in on. You need a job. We need to keep our kids on track. These things are heavy. Change the world. Change my kids. Maybe you're sitting there with a wife or a husband. Change the world. Change this idiot sitting next to me. You know? Will this kind of praying help me get my requests? Will us praying help me get the answers I need? I don't know. I think so, but I know this, whenever I engage in us prayer, I know God better by the time I say amen, and to know Jesus is to look more like Jesus, and to look like Jesus is to change the world. Uh, some time ago, and I, I promised myself I would never share these kind of stories from, from the platform uh, again, but I, I had to do it recently, and I got to do it again today. Sorry. just Some of y'all don't know me. Just hang with me. My, uh, my father passed away from cancer uh, pretty young, too young in life, and it was really difficult for my family to bear up under. My sister, my brother, and I, my mother, and you know, a year went by, and I was just kind of weighted down with just grief. Just, I just, I can't, I couldn't take it. And so I'm, I'm having coffee with my sister one day. My sister's been walking with Jesus for a long time and she says to me, you know what? I believe God gave me a dream last night. I said, she starts to tell me about it. In my dream, it was like it was heaven. And I saw dad. Now, my father was at very unhealthy weight, but she saw him skinny, thin, healthy. My father was kind of one of these middle management guys. He tried several businesses and he failed. And he never, we were never rich or anything like that. But he always had ambition and, and but he never was successful like he wanted to be. And my sister saw him, when she, my sister saw him in her dream, she saw him successful. It was like he was there with God. She didn't see God or anything, but it was like he was there with him and God was giving him instructions and he was carrying them out and he was doing great. He was successful. So I left. I went about my day and that night I engaged in some serious us prayer with God. Silence. Seeking. Gut to gut. Honest communication. And I went to go to bed and just before I went to bed I just kind of threw up this request. Just threw it up there. Oh God. By the way, you know, Kim is certain that you gave her this dream, my sister Kim. I want to see Dad. I'd really love it if you'd give me a dream. Would you, would you do that? It's a dream. Just let me see him for a second. And I fell asleep, and wouldn't he you know it, I had a dream. And we were standing, my family and I, my wife, my sister, my brother, my mother, my cousins, my uncles, about 30 of our family we were standing down at the front of an old-fashioned church you know old-fashioned churches where there's wooden benches on one side and wooden benches on another and an an aisle down the middle and it looked kind of like where we had my dad's funeral actually and we were standing down at the front and we were kind of in a circle and it you know how in dreams things make sense that would never happen in when you're awake and so we it was just understood that if all of us got together and we sang and if we sang loud enough and pretty enough my dad would come walking through the door and i would get to see him it was understood i don't nobody said it it was just understood in the dream so you know we we want to sing and i'm thinking to myself this is it this is it i remember in my dream when i was awake and i prayed to god and i asked for a dream to see my dad and now i'm going to get to see him this is it So, my dad was a big Fleetwood Mac fan. Do we have any young people in here who have no idea who Fleetwood Mac is? Okay. All right. So, he's a big Fleetwood Mac fan, and he loved that song, Landslide. You know, the Dixie Chicks redid it, but nah, it's not as good. But, yeah, the original is much better. All right? So, my brother, in the dream we decide we're going to sing landslide. And if we sing loud enough and pretty enough, here comes my dad. He's going to come walking through the door and I get to see him. And my brother, he's the guitar player of the family. and he Again, it's a dream. He puts his hands up to his chest and he starts playing. And it sounds exactly like Lindsey Buckingham's Turner Custom. I mean, it's just beautiful. He's just playing his chest. Don't even have a guitar, but it's making sound, you know. And I start singing. I'm a pretty good singer. <laughs> so I start singing Landslide. Took my love and I took it down. Climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow covered hills till the landslide brought it down. And then the second verse comes, and all 30 of us, in perfect 30 part harmony, <laughs> begin to sing. Now, it's a dream. When you're awake, there's only 12 notes, and some of them don't sound so good together. But in my dream, 30-part harmony, just as glorious could be, we started singing, Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can a child in my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean's tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? And it sounded like angels And then we get to the chorus, one of the most glorious choruses in all of music. And in my head, in my dream, I'm thinking when we get to the big part of the chorus, my dad's not going to be able to take it anymore. He's going to come walking through the door and I'm going to see him. So we start the chorus. Well, I've been afraid of changing because I built my life around you. Getting to the big part. But time uh, makes you bolder and children get older. And out of nowhere, for only God knows why, my mother jumps in the middle of the circle and goes, Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. And she busts out laughing. And everybody else in the circle busts out laughing. Except me. Because I got an agenda I'm working. I want to see my dad. So I said, Mom, just shut up, would you? Which I know that was a dream because... If there had been any awakeness, my father would have come running through the door and introduced me to whole new realms of discomfort and pain (laughs) if I ever spoke to my mother that way. But I told her, shut up. She just stepped back. We start singing again. Well, I've been afraid of changing because I built my life around you. And here she goes again. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Busts out laughing. Everybody else in the circle busts out laughing. They all walk away. And I'm left standing down in the front of this old church angry. And then I woke up. My first thought was to God. I was mad. I was lit up. I said, God... We had this "us" time. We're an us. You're the God of the universe, and you couldn't even give a brother a dream. You gave my sister a dream. Do you like her better? I was mad. And then I shut up and I listened. And all of a sudden, I'm not going to say God spoke. I didn't hear no voices, but it was like God spoke. I don't want you to think I'm a freak. So I'm just going to tell you. It was like God spoke. All of a sudden, the lights went on, and I realized dead people don't need me to sing to them. My dad doesn't need to be entertained. My father doesn't need my attention. My mother, though, she's still alive. Lives in a trailer in Alabama. My mother, she still needs some attention. My mother, she still needs some care. My mother might just need me to sing to her every now and again because my dad, he had a voice. Oh, my word, that man could sing you right out of your money. And she was without him. She just might need me. Now, that was some good us prayer we had, God and I. Let me just ask you did I get what I wanted? Maybe. Did that us prayer change the world? I'm not sure. I I do know this, though. I'm a lot better son now. I call my mom right regular. Does that change the world? One bald guy (laughs) treating his mother a little better? Well, it's not Martin Luther King or anything, but it's a good start. It's a good start. Us prayer. Do you want to change the world? I'm going to ask you. Don't answer. Do you want to change the world? Change your prayer life. Leave the we prayer and the I prayer wherever they belong. Engage in us prayer as regular as you can. Let's do it now. Let's pray. You can bow your head and close your eyes. You don't have to. If you want to, do that. But let's communicate with God in such a way that we remember He and He and we are in us. I'm going to kind of lead you. As the band comes out, we're getting ready to to enter into a time of worship. Before we even do that, let's take this time. Because us, prayer is precious. It's valuable. And let's engage God that way. As we pray... Just to yourself Not out loud I'm just going to throw stuff out Just right now In your own heart Between you and God And you and God alone Find something that you're thankful to Him for I don't mean just thank Him for any old little thing Like you do at Thanksgiving We're not getting ready to have turkey or anything I just want you To think about something that God did And you know He did And tell Him thank you Just in your own heart. Let's do that right now. And now in your own heart, talk to God about something that matters to you. It could be any number of things, but I'll tell you what, for most people, they usually just carry one thing with them. Something that matters to them so much so that it's heavy on them. They think about it all the time. Talk to God about that. Tell Him something that matters to you. And now, as is common with a lot of people, think about some area where you're messing up or you messed up. And again, we all got lots of sins, lots of mistakes. But think about the one that really brings you down. And just confess that to God. let's just take a minute just a minute and let's just be quiet and that means clear our minds of thoughts that aren't God just for a minute and let's just still ourselves before him and see if he has anything to say God I thank you for this time I thank you for the privilege the honor of being able to just engage in this kind of communication with you I thank you God we're in us you and I we're in us thank you Lord And I pray, God, for every person in here right now, I pray that everybody walk out of here changed, determined. Somehow you would give us grace, Lord. Give us the grace to walk out of here and change our minds about prayer. Give us grace to be honest with you, to have no pretense with you, to allow you to speak, to be quiet before you. Give us grace, Lord, to engage in us prayer. Let us change starting today. Change our prayer life. Change our prayer life, Lord. Amen.